Trent Jr. looking. Gary looks. He takes it. Good. Gary Trent Jr. Pointing. We're tied. Okay, so after heralding a season-defining seven games where the Raptors would see whether they are a playoff team, playoff contender, or simply perennial tankers or retoolers, two wins and three losses later, we're actually no closer to concluding as such. Uh, Varel, the only thing I have to say about this team is that they just confuse me so much. I mean... One day they're putting together amazing runs. Uh, Coloco's at the rim. Um, Siakam scoring 36. Fred is hitting back-to-back catch-and-shoot threes. And then the other time, they don't hit a bucket for five or six minutes. How do you define this Raptors team? What are they? Confusing was the word I had in my mind. Confusing. Yeah. You just don't know what to make of them. Um, it's, it is the inconsistency of the show. We've talked about this high-risk play style. They've had this for the past three, four years really, ever since Kawhi departed, it's just been up and down, up and down, and here we're not just seeing it between games, we're seeing it within games now, we're seeing this level of inconsistency, I think once we realise we're down 10 points, we start to panic, and maybe that's what starts us they put together our run. runs, yeah. Which is mad, um, I mean, I just want to, I mean, should we just start from the beginning yeah, of this homestand, yeah, yeah, so this, yeah. this big homestand, it started with the Grizzlies at home, Grizzlies of course, you know, very useful outfit at the time, 21 and 13 this in particular this game in particular brought up that back that conversation of whether the raptors i know they've got coloco now but he's still very raw mm. brought up the decision of whether they need someone on the interior because you look at steven adams performance now of course adams is a decent player but i mean 14 points 17 rebounds he absolutely just, he just monstered he just monstered on the inside yeah and you know you talk about project 69 or whatever and they they just didn't they just didn't get the boards in the end. I mean, I mean yeah, this we've been a very good rebounding team this year as well. So yeah, but I mean they lost this time, fifty three to forty seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean it was difficult, and of course Gal Moran seventeen assists. Uh, he didn't have his best scoring game, but that, he was able to dive, and that was worrying. That's also, and I'm looking at Brooks getting twenty five. Dylan Brooks is like the most inconsistent scorer. Yeah, ever, so, so 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 to be fair, sometimes he does have to go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just the, I think it's those two in particular, Morant and Adams, that worried me. Yeah. Why were they allowed to feast? You know, Morant. I mean, Morant. Do you think he's a he's he's prides himself on scoring rather than dishing, right? But he was just allowed Agreed. to dish. Agreed. No, but he he has got good vision. Um, I think if I remember the strategy in this game, we were trying to just clog the paint clog in the order paint. for him and, not to. And and Morant, of course, is an amazing driver and he can posterize anyone. Yes. And so the defense collapses and he flicked it out. I mean. Desmond Bain, 3 of 7 from 3. Dylan Brooks, 4 of 7. But yeah, 44% um, from 3, though. Even this guy, I mean, how do you pronounce his name? Conchar. No, no, no. He, he's a good, he's, decent he's, outfit? Decent no, he's player? a decent player. Oh, a decent yeah, player. I mean, yeah, he yeah. went 2 of 3. So, I mean, yeah. they did well. I mean, they shot they shot 45% from 3. Yeah. And the team that does that is going to win. Yeah. End of the day. Yeah. Uh, so, that was worrying. That was worrying. But, um, I mean, we had Trent with just, 20 off the bench. And he's had a couple of good games in the stretch, actually. He's had a couple of games. And this was the game that brought him back into the starting lineup, I believe. Okay. Uh, maybe it was the Suns game. Yeah. I think we should move on to the Suns game. But, I mean, it's just an interesting note I mean who, who do the Raptors have to combat those vet centres inside now I know in the Eastern Conference playoffs you might not have that person but you think back to championship teams you know Zaza 
you think back to you know you look at Looney now even and I'm just yeah, using the Warriors yeah. as an example well, Bogut right? when Bogut right? was there as well um, um, Tristan Thompson for the Cavs yeah, maybe like, yeah. although he was quite he was also a very good player but maybe the Raptors no no can but his primary skill was rebounding yeah but uh, maybe so. the Raptors can sign just a big rebounder or maybe they're just hoping Coloco will play himself into form yeah um, okay. but that Suns game I mean I know the Suns are on an absolutely terrible loss a terrible losing streak at the minute yeah. like just just appalling and um, they, they were without Booker this game and when they haven't been with Booker on offense they have looked clueless I've, I've tuned into a couple of the games when they've not had Booker in the lineup CP3 doesn't cut it like Booker takes you know he takes a lot of those you know difficult mid-range shots like I think the Suns are known for being they score very difficult baskets yeah. like they don't play this flowing like backdoor no. cutting kind of offense like a lot of their they shots set, they set off a long jumpers yeah yeah and, and um, when it you works for them Yes, when Booker you have Booker Paul, in the lineup. And Paul and Chris Paul. And, but Paul's not the player he was either. So no, it's like exactly. Now, now you don't have Booker. It's literally. I mean, I mean, I just want to highlight though. I mean, Chris Paul's six turnovers, and that was of the Suns' 25 turnovers. Yeah, that's this, this was something the Raptors did well though. Their rotations were perfect. And I wonder, is it because, I mean, DeAndre Ayton had an awful game. Yeah. He's not been great this year. No. And I wonder if he'd asserted himself more. Would, whether we would have had a Stephen Adams like performance, yeah, exactly. Or maybe, or maybe the Raptors dealt with it well. Maybe they learned how to deal with it. I mean, the patterns in this game is very difficult to see. Um, rebounding wise, I mean, the Raptors did okay, but only eight offensive rebounds in the end, um, thirty-one total. But yeah, Trent's um, performance there. Trent, I mean, yeah, I mean, Trent. Uh, yeah, this was Trent's first starting, first back time in this uh, time back in the starting lineup, and he dropped thirty-five plus eighteen. But the, I think is what's worrying is you stick him in the starting lineup. Who do you have as a scoring option off the bench? Exactly. That, that I mean, is the issue. This was the uh, well, we hadn't didn't see Precious just yet. We did see him in the next game, though, yeah. which I was very pleased. And you know, against the Pacers, it wasn't kind of I think what you call the Pacers game a scheduled L. Um, but Precious did make his comeback in that game. Um, he also started. Uh, he, well, he played extended minutes, twelve minutes against the Bucks in what was probably one of the most interesting games of the year. Now, Nick Nurse gets a lot of flack, and he's got a lot of flack from the likes of Embiid before, for just, he says he's trying, just, they just try and stop the opposition's best player. They don't care about the result of the game. This game, you could tell they were trying to stop Giannis, but Giannis finished with 30 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. It's one of the best triple doubles, especially, you know, they didn't have Chris Middleton, they didn't have Ibaka, um, it was great, brilliant, absolutely I mean, yeah, brilliant. They, they had Splash Mountain, who's just been phenomenal for them this season. But Kamel, I feel my eyes are bleeding. Seventy-three rebounds. Do you know why those get, they had the opportunity to get that many rebounds? Yeah, in? go on, Kamel. Because the Raptors missed so many shots. I mean, I don't know what stats to give you this, but you shoot. I mean, the league average this year, league average this year, field goal percentage is forty-seven percent. Yeah, yeah. The Raptors shot thirty-two percent, and this wasn't even due to the Bucks' phenomenal winding defense. This was just open shots. So it was a smart defensive scheme. They did push Brook back right to the paint and they allowed the Raptors open jumpers but long twos. Yeah, yeah. We are just talking about the Suns there, about yeah. how they feast on that. The Raptors yeah. do not. Just the opposite. I mean, I mean in Brooke's, that Brooke's lineup, a drop big anyway. But that's how that's his play style. He, he, he doesn't stay on the three-point line. But. But, but I mean, I think Coach, um, still Coach Bud, yeah, Scott, but yeah, he, yeah. he was allowed. He's happy to allow the Raptors too, because he knows. Yeah. I mean, apart from in this lineup, apart from Gary Trent and maybe Siakam, when he has floater is on, there's no one who can hit those jumpers. No, yeah. I mean, 32% from the field, 19% from three, nine for 46. That's also the most number of shots I've ever seen. So 116. The Raptors, 100, 116 shots we had. That's the most I've ever seen. 
I so, mean, so I mean, we're we're talking about this stuff. Look, talking about the rebounds though. They uh, uh, Raptors got forty-seven rebounds overall. They got seventy-three. But Brooke Lopez almost had six, nine, 20 rebounds as well. So he had nineteen rebounds. Bobby Portis had twelve rebounds. It's just like it's too easy. But I mean, there was another phenomenal thing about this game was the comeback. Yeah. I mean, the Raptors absolutely down big, and then suddenly, I think it was Gary Trent who really kind of kickstarted that. And you look at the play-by-play in the fourth quarter. And um... yeah, so the the Bucks were actually up 95-79, and they had a minute 14 left. I think everyone and their mother, certainly my mother, she wasn't watching this game. But even she probably would have been aware of the fact that that's impossible to come back from. But but you know who it was? It was a mix of Gary Trent, but also Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, who hardly, I mean, I think low double, low single digits at this stage just completely took over in that fourth quarter yeah. he showed his aggression he showed he can be and there's a similar story against the Knicks the next game when Scotty is on it he can do it he's that guy right yeah. he's out of the sophomore slump but I mean unfortunately he can't put it together for more than two quarters per game Yeah, uh, that's no, just consistency I think. but this it was such a bizarre comeback as well I remember this they had a five second violation which was obviously inbounding the ball right yeah I know. I just remember the the hounding defense of that play. I was like, "This is just this. Is, why wasn't this here all game?" Like, yeah, put that intensity. I mean, where, I mean, that's a problem with the mentality of the team, generally, which is not great. I mean, I think you showed they showed similar thing against the Knicks, where I think again they were down uh, double digit points, double in digits the in the fourth, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they just. I mean, it was a fake, another fake comeback. I mean, I've got to say, if you're a fan of the tank, mm. this is perfect Raptors basketball. I mean, okay, fine, you're not playing. You're not playing uh, your young players. Exactly. But, I yeah. mean, you're playing entertaining basketball. The games are fun, and you lose at the end, and you get Wemby in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I mean, when you are when you are playing uh, Siakam, OG, Van Vliet, forty plus minutes a game, that's not ideal. And I do you're know clearly that... trying to win. I mean, what what's going on? So during this stretch of games, supposedly uh, Nick Nurse's plan was actually to give those main guys a bit of a rest, but. He he's just—he's forced to play because, they, because there's because to... there's zero production from the bench. I mean, apart from Boucher, who again, I mean, wasn't great. And you know, you look at the plus-minus of the guys on the bench. Even Boucher was top scored with nine. It was minus eleven. Yeah, yeah. The only guy was probably Vet Thad Young. Only had four minutes on the court, and most of that was you know during the comeback. There's just, I mean, the plus-minus on these guys is is brutal. because you look at the plus-minus of starters, it's pretty much all positive apart yeah. from Scotty Barnes, who again didn't have an ideal game. Um, and didn't, he, sorry, he didn't manage to do that fourth quarter to take over. But um, this has been the case though the, with the starters being run into the ground. All so, the time. We saw so, that so, last uh, year. Yeah, exactly. This has been the case for like two, three years. I store a stat. So um, OG, Fred and Siakam are two, three and four in the most minutes plays this year. And the Raptors, of course, are 17 and 23. It was ridiculous. It would be justifiable if you're top of the division, but... Just trying to get these guys injured. Like, I, don't, I don't know. They're going I'm, in... I mean... To be fair, there is an argument. Okay, the more they play, you know, maybe looking to next year, the more they'll—I mean, the more they'll gel, the better team they'll be. But at this point, you play them for 42 minutes, and I don't think it's making a difference apart from risking injury. Yeah, like yeah. You say. And and if we are looking to potentially trade these guys, we're just potentially risking yeah. hurting their trade stock by getting them injured, by getting this long-term. Injury. I mean, and it's no, we will have a special trade episode for you. Yeah, but today we are just going to focus on the game. So that. But that I, I just wanted to highlight in this game. Yeah, I thought do. Randall looked. Far. Like he was only t- like he was ten to twenty two from the field. Uh, how tall, I, I how tall is Randall? Like six, is he a seven foot? Okay, he, six, fits, nine, he fits well into the Raptors. Yes, like he's an ideal trade asset for yeah. us. Um, but no, he just looks so strong. Like he was actually being aggressive. One of the things 
that people say against him is that he just settles for long jumpers or threes. Um, like off the, off the dribble, no ball movement, runs it off the court. He's a 34% three-point shooter, and he'll just jack up a three. Well, I think he hit five threes in the first quarter, if I'm correct. He was yeah. like, but I mean, he got hot. Yeah, yeah. Another game, he probably has an underwhelming, but fine, he got hot. Yeah. Show it to me more, Randall. Yeah, 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 he's been underwhelming. But it's interesting, the Knicks. No, no, as well, he, no, he hasn't actually had a good season this year. But, but I mean, the Knicks aren't a bad team. I mean, at the point, it was 22 and 18. They're obviously no, they, they trying to a, compete. They, they want to win. Yeah, they're recently. running. I mean, they're running like a basically an eight man rotation. At yeah, this Bronson's point. been great for them. Um, and they're, they're without um, both. Um, what's his face? Um, I'm forgetting the power forward they drafted like two years ago. Obi? Obi Toppin. Yeah. And they're without RJ as well. And D Rose. And D Rose, yeah. yeah. So, so three I mean, yeah, they're a solid outfit. Yeah. Um, so, bench production. The only time the bench have shown up in the last <laughs> few uh, few months, really, yeah, this whole yeah. season, is that win against the Blazers. And is that win against the Blazers, I think if, if you'd lost that, everyone, even the most um, optimistic of people <laughs> yeah. like me, would be saying, that's it, roll that tank. Yeah, because but the play, it was a it was a good win. It was, it was a good, a good win, win, but I think this means that they have a seven-game losing streak away from home now. The, the Trailblazers. Blazers. Yeah, so the Blazers again. It's like the Suns win. They're on an amazing form, but you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this guy, I mean, I was happy with the minutes. I, I watched the whole starters. game. I thought that I thought that we looked pretty good. Though. They look good. The movement looked good. The yeah. defense looked really good. Yeah. The refs were very poor. I would say they're slightly biased towards the Raps. In yeah, this yeah. Um, but I mean, but I do, I do want to focus on that bench though. I mean, Coloco really clutch uh, shot late on to kind of ice it. But all of them, all of them contributed, and again, all of them were in the plus. Especially, I mean, I mean he was plus twenty, Coloco. Coloco's plus twenty. And I just yeah. want to point out, my boy Bo Cruz, plus nine. He doesn't score any point. Like he literally probably averages like one point a game. But he's always he's always kind of in that plus game. I mean, the only thing he wasn't was in that Clippers game where he had four open threes when the Raptors were down two. And I think it ended up misjacking, like bricking all of them, and then the Raptors ended up were down 13, and just that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but apart from that, he's been good. Yeah, yeah. he fits in. I yeah. think he's a useful, useful little player. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that wraps things up really. And, oh, pardon the pun. Um, whoa. But um, yeah, like you said, I think trade episode has to be incoming because yeah. that's all that's been being talked about. Well, you know, but you, but you know, it'll depend on. Mm. And of course, we'll bring up the likes more Van Vliet and. Um, Gary Trent in this trade episode because they're the most likely yeah, yeah, yeah. but it depends on there's two massive games now two home games against the Charlotte Hornets this week that is massive you win them and suddenly you're looking at something different you're like maybe a maybe a trade to retool and compete is the mm. one you lose both of them that's it I, th- no, I think if you lose one of them with ha- they then you lose one of them and you're just even more confused no if we lose one of them tank that's how poor they've been this year. I Obviously, mean, they're missing. I mean, one of even if they lose one of them, Raptors will be 18 and 24. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, what, 30, how many games left in the year? 40 games left in the year? Mm-hmm. You're not going to win more. I mean, counter argument the Raptors do have the easiest schedule of anyone in the NBA. I did not know this. I did not know that. Okay, yeah. So, they haven't played the easiest games so far. Yeah. And I suppose, but I suppose there's the argument where if you're really bad, every team will have a better, slightly better record. There's some mats involved. There. Uh, I get you. Yeah, um, yeah, so you, yeah. you will look like you have a different schedule because every team that beats you has a better record then, and it just yeah, adds yeah, up. Yeah. But anyway, have an easy record going in. So yeah. So let's see. If we win those two games, maybe we'll be a bit more optimistic next episode. We'll see. That's I think it. in the meantime, we'll definitely do a trade episode and definitely look forward to that one. That's it. This has been your live balling in the six. Mm, take care, everyone. Peace.